0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to another episode of Life from the Other Side. I'm your host, Laura West, and on the show, I love to talk about all things spirit, all things life and how the two are just so interwoven. My guest today is Nicole Clark. Nicole has been married to her her sweetheart, Nathan, for 20 years, and together they have six children, the youngest of which passed away in 2020. Nicole has become a channel between worlds and has written a book with her daughter, Beyond the Veil. Hi, Nicole. Thank you so much for being here today.
1: Hi, Laura. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
0: I'm so excited to. Um, first of all, I want to say that I'm. I'm so sorry about the passing of your daughter. As a mother, two daughters, I can. I can't even imagine the heartache that that must have brought you. So, I, I first I want to say that and acknowledge that. Second of all, you wrote a book with her. That's a. Am- that's amazing. Would you mind sharing? Sh- maybe sharing how everything started, if that's okay. <laughs> yeah loaded questions
1: it <laughs> <And> is <laughs> thank you um, i'm still very much in the grieving process and sure. i've been doing my whole process out loud for the last two and a half years well it's almost two and a half years um i started my spiritual journey actually before emberly was born uh I was raised in the LDS church or church of Latter-day Saints as a Mormon. And I've, I've gone from Mormon to mystic in like the last four years. And it's been a huge transformation. (laughs) And I never believed in channeling. I thought it was woo woo and out there and crazy. And now I'm like full blown woo. (laughs) So it started actually when my dad died unexpectedly back in 2017. Um, The night he died, my husband was guided, I I believe, by my father to put on a movie called The Secret, which I had never heard of the law of uh, of attraction or anything about how our thoughts create our reality, or we get to choose what we focus on and (laughs) what we focus on expands. All of that was brand new to me, and so I started down this rabbit hole that led me away from Mormonism. It just lit me up so much. I was so excited about this. Even on the eve of my dad's death, it was just like, dad sent me this. Like, it's a, it's like a woo. <laughs> like, like it was just an aha moment for me. Um, and then from there, like a couple years later, I, I decided that the church was no longer empowering me. It was keeping me down and holding me back. And it was my comfort zone and it was extremely hard. And I, resisted the change i resisted leaving for over a year and during that time i developed a really bad breathing problem and i had no idea (laughs) that they were connected And you can still hear i have a little bit of a problem um getting a full blown air or breath of air
0: throat chakra
1: Yes, I learned about the throat chakra and how it represents speaking our truth. And I had not been speaking my truth. Uh, I had been, you know, hiding from it and scared to death to make the necessary changes because my entire life revolved around the church, my entire identity, um, who I thought I was, everything I believed, everything was wrapped up in this beautiful package that I did love until it started to feel harmful and started to feel like I was my soul was suffocating me to try to get me to speak my truth mm-hmm. or at least recognize my truth. And that's what I say. Like I had sorry, <clears throat> a condition called idiopathic subglottic stenosis, which means undiagnosable. Um, constriction of the airway right below the epi- epiglottis so my epiglottis became like a little straw and i couldn't get a oh, full scary. breath of there and that whole time i was oh. also pregnant and i'd been trying to be pregnant for eight years after our last after our fifth child like i always wanted six kids i know i'm crazy but i was raised mormon so that's not crazy and where i to was each their own
0: out, was actually <laughs> like kind of normal.
1: <laughs> I wanted that six kids so bad. And I had an ectopic pregnancy and all these things that just kept wow. preventing the, the sixth child from coming. And so finally I got pregnant and then I was like super struggling to even get a breast. So they couldn't like test me for asthma or any of that, like, <laughs> cause I'm pregnant. Wow. So after the baby came, I was like, oh, for sure uh, I can get tested now. And still no answers, no answers. It took until she was like eight months old to finally like find what I was diagnosed with. Mm -hmm. And on that morning, I meditated because I started meditation during this whole process. And I went within and it was revealed to me like the whole throat chakra and something that happened when I was 12 where I learned specifically it was not safe to speak out against the church or to speak my truth if it contradicted what the prophet said (laughs) or what my mom said at the time. So I had hid away for so long and I was just terrified, terrified to speak my truth or even to acknowledge it. So that's basically where the story begins. And on that moment, when I realized my soul was suffocating me, I call it my soul or my higher self, my, my whole self, whatever you want to call it. It had to wake me up somehow. Yes. Drastic measures, right? Like you've been yeah. holding on for over a year. Come on. <laughs> well, that was a seriously hard life-threatening issue. Um, I'm super grateful for it because I don't think I would have changed or gone outside of my comfort zone without Good it. Good point. And so like, I had to have throat surgery and all the things. And um, because wow. this, this, This position, this uh, diagnosis is extremely rare. It's like one in every 500,000 people. And most of the time they don't know how to fix it or how to keep it from not recurring. Like most people have to have surgery like once a year or regularly after it. And it's been, three years since my surgery and I haven't had to go back because
0: I've been
1: speaking my truth and (laughs) and sharing it with everyone because I'm like, I'm not taking any chances. This is my life we're talking about. (laughs) I made that choice that moment, like when I had that meditation that I wasn't going back to church and I would tell my friends and family and that was extremely difficult, but little did I know that after, soon after that, my life would, Be even worse (laughs) and uh so i left the church and i think a year later is when um my husband and kids were all home with me as well they all chose to leave too we did it together as a family which was really nice but then i was still questioning everything very doubtful very like, sure. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. And I hope I don't lead my entire family to hell or a different kingdom or whatever. Sure. And then Emberly, Yeah. Emberly, who was the baby I'd waited for for eight years and tried over and over, um, passed away suddenly and unexpectedly in our backyard pool. And uh, yeah. that turned my life upside down immediately. And obviously um, it's actually really interesting because I had had a recurring nightmare for several years, same nightmare of one of my children drowning on our property and it being my husband's fault. And we we would get a divorce and my whole life would be ruined from this one incident. And I write about it in my first book, the 10 minute refresh for moms. It's like a whole chapter in there that I published right when Mm Emberly was a baby, like a newborn. And I'd gone through this process, what I call fear setting of going to the worst case scenario, which would be divorced and my whole life would be ruined. (laughs) And I did everything I could to like reverse that and say, what do I have control over if that ever did happen? And how would I handle it? And what could I do to prevent it? And all the things. So I did all of that. Literally, Emberly was what, three or four months old. So, and she died when she was 20 months old and, uh, <laughs> died by the same thing, drowned in our, pro- on our property. And, uh, <laughs> that was very difficult. There's a lot of guilt as a parent, especially when sure. I'd received what I call now premonitions. I just didn't mm. label them as such. I was just so afraid of these nightmares <laughs> Did everything I possibly could at that time with my mindset to prevent anything like this happening. Although we didn't have a fence around our pool yet. So plug for people to get their fence now, doesn't matter um, what you have to do. (laughs) But it was impossible for us because it was COVID and there were no supplies and there were no workers. And it was just not a thing that I could figure out how to do myself. Our pool is not something that we could buy like an alarm from Amazon because it's like a very large custom pool. And uh-huh. I tried to find anything I could to prevent it from happening. But obviously our souls had other plans and that that's the, the silver lining here is that <sighs> soon after she died, a beautiful blessing occurred. And I found that I could channel her and that we had made a soul contract to have this happen early in her life Um, in order to expand the collective consciousness together and to create a book, I had no plans to write another book ever. (laughs) Although (laughs) during her short little life, like I kept thinking, man, I'm going to have to write a book about this little girl. She's just reteaching me that we all come here whole. We all come here. Perfect. We all come here with so much self-love and acceptance for other people and all the things, right? Babies are such good teachers. So I had that in the back of my mind thinking that was the book. And while some of that stuff is in our book, um, it's so much deeper, so much more complex and mind-blowing to me and hopefully to the readers, um, that I'm I'm so grateful it happened. I wish it didn't, um, but I am grateful because I would not be who I am. And I believe this is both of our life's purpose. This is what we planned as souls
0: to help people. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's such a a great place to get to when something tragic like that happens. I am, I'm curious, how did you know that you started channeling her? What, what was that like?
1: (laughs) That was an interesting process. Actually, I had a random connection with a psychic medium. And again, I was still like, going through the deconstruction of Christianity and my high demand religion. And I was still like a little skeptical of it. And, but sure. also like really excited and believing, and like really wanted to connect with her. And the first visit I had with a psychic medium, she was like, you're actually supposed to write a book with her. So please start right now recording any contact, any signs you see, any, anything and start conversing with her. And I was like, Conversing with her, like, how do I do that? Like, I had had zero clue, right? Like, I don't consider myself a medium or a channel or anything, and I was like, that just seems really hard and far fetched. But (laughs) within a few days of that, I just, I created a practice in the morning where I would, I would, I'd been meditating already for a few years, but I would just get in a very meditative state, and I would get on my laptop and I would start journaling my feelings or my questions or Mm -hmm. anything that I was going through at that moment. And and this is always early in the morning when my brain's still in theta and I'm like really receptive and open. And the next thing I knew, like she would just take over the keys. And honestly I would just type whatever came through me. Most of the time I was not even like fully aware of what I was typing or how it was coming out or anything. (laughs) And, and after doing that for several weeks, I was like, Nate, you got to hear this. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I'd share them with my husband. And he was like, whoa, you didn't write that. Like, <laughs> like you, you could tell the difference, out. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, And uh, that's, that's how it started. And we kept up, I think we wrote nearly 200,000 words in four months like of her of her dying <laughs> and most of it's wow. in this book it's okay. like huge look at it it's like
0: monster book <laughs> oh my gosh okay well while you have okay. the book can you show it and show the cover Hmm. yeah i've um i've got kleenex marking a spot
1: but let's just
0: put these down- <laughs> oh, look. how did you so come up with the title because Men- it's that's so clever
1: uh, I can't wait to share this story. This is one of my favorite stories. But first, it's okay. remember all the days conversations with my daughter after she died. And this is her. This is a picture of her. And it's a very meaningful picture of her where she was obsessed with water, like horribly obsessed. I hated it. Um, but this was, it was like pouring rain outside and she wanted so badly to just go dance in the rain. And we have a video of her with this, like running out there and just dancing in the rain. And it was just a beautiful moment. She was always teaching me to enjoy the present moment and to make the most of it, even if it's downpouring, (laughs) just a beautiful, I mean, her name is Emberly Joy and she was just pure joy Mm. all the time. (laughs) And Mm. even in the moments where like I think because I'd waited so long for her and it would been had been such a struggle to get pregnant again. I just enjoyed every single thing with her. The tantrums, the like I don't know if you can see, but this is our Emberly Wall. Like she's got writing on the wall that we'll never erase. You know? Oh, I <laughs> like, love it. All of those things that I would probably have gotten annoyed by or upset sure. with my other children. Yeah. With her it was just like, Oh, I love this. <laughs> I just love it all. <laughs> her kids are like, That's <laughs> not fair, mom. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I was a completely different person than who raised them, right? So yeah. I felt sure, sure. I felt like I finally had the chance to raise them the the right way is what <laughs> my the, ego way was. <laughs> the way that felt good.
0: The way that felt good to, felt to you.
1: Mind, like I was empowering her and not just dictating yeah. and forcing her to believe something. But anyway, um the the title of the book was actually really cool. Cool story. So after my editor had first read it, she was like, now we have to think of SEO. And those for those listening, it's like search engine optimization, like fi- figuring out the keywords that people are going to type in if they're spiritual and if they're looking for something woo-woo. And, <laughs> and because Emberly says over and over in the book, I am with all that is, we are all part of all that is, all that is, like she named it a ton of times. And we know that that's a phrase that a lot of people in the spiritual community really understand and appreciate and uh, consider to be God, right? Or mm-hmm. the name of yes, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. And my editor had mentioned like, maybe we could name it like return to all that is or returning to all that is. And I was like, okay, I like that. Um, but let me think about it. And during that time I had listened, I don't know if you've heard of Kyle Cease before, but he's one of my absolute favorite speakers. Mm. He's a like super comedian turned woo woo teacher and really great man, but he wrote a couple books and I was listening to him on YouTube one day and he was talking about how he went to a darkness retreat and my ears, I was doing art cause I'm an artist and, uh, I became an artist after Emberly died as well. Another way I connect with her. But anyway, I literally I started listening and I was like, what's this retreat? Like my ears just perked. It was just like, I got to know, I got to mm-hmm. know what that is. And most people will think this is incredibly insane. And yeah, I'll, I'll claim it. I'm insane <laughs> sometimes, but when my soul calls and I feel a nudge, I do it. Right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> and he talked about how he went to this man-made cave in, someplace, um, in Oregon, which is where I grew up (laughs) and Uh stayed in a darkness in the darkness for 10 days where somebody would come and deliver his meals twice a day through a double door blind thing. They'd ring the bell, let him know the food was there. And that was like the only interaction with human or anything you'd get for the whole 10 days. And instantly my soul was like, you gotta do that. You gotta do that, Mom. I was like, ah I'm, I'm crazy
0: <laughs> Well why like, why do people do that though? <laughs> right <laughs> I
1: mean I'm just curious, like, what is it meant to do? Well, everything that I was listening to about it was like, it's this super experience where you get to really just go within and have no Mm. outer distractions. I see. And several of the people I was listening to were saying that they had like visions and were able to connect with the dead. And I was like, that's me. You know, that's what I want. I Um. really, really wanted to see her (laughs) because I'm not clairvoyant at all, but I'm very clairaudient. I hear things and I'm clairsentient. Mm. And... So I went there with these intentions of like having visions and like getting proof. Like I needed evidential proof, Laura, that she was talking to me, (laughs) that it wasn't just all in my head, that I wasn't making it up. Yeah, that seems the way to
0: do it. Ten days in a dark cave. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) what could go wrong? I'm just kidding.
1: Honestly, it was like the hardest thing. It was so hard. I bet. And people like who had listened to had kind of sugarcoated the experience and only talked about the good things. Um, uh-huh. I'm going to be real and say, like, don't do it unless you feel an absolute like what I was like, oh my goodness, I have to do it. Right. And I would bet that 99.5% of the population will never feel that feeling. <laughs> And the guy that like uh runs the place was actually like yeah it's actually like very rare like probably one percent or less actually get visions or have any of the dmt that's supposed to like have you have these spiritual experiences He's like and most people don't last very long they, they come here for like a week and then they leave after like three or four days i was like oh <laughs> I had signed up for the full ten day experience, you know. I'm, I'm gonna do this.
0: <laughs> I'm expecting visions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, you probably won't." Wanna- <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, people don't last, and don't expect any of that." <laughs> yeah. So I was really oh, like, oh,
1: "What do I?" Do? I'll just do it anyway. Like, I I gotta do it. Like my school told me to come, so I follow that. Right. Right. And. Right. uh I'm so glad I did. And I would mm-hmm. not probably ever do it again. You know, it's one of the, like, the one in a lifetime, like, let's One, do and, done. Yeah. <laughs> one and done. <laughs> but it took, oh my goodness, four, um, like four or five days before I had anything good happen. <laughs> like day and a half i think i just literally slept slept the whole time it was like you're in a cocoon like there's no light there's no sound wow. it's just you your thoughts and
0: nothing wow. else.
1: <laughs> and yeah that's a lot of people that's really terrifying yeah um i actually really like being alone i like myself a lot and <laughs> it was a really you. wonderful experience um and Oh my goodness. I just kept, and I kept a notebook that I can actually read. I'm very impressed with myself. <laughs> it was like a spiral bound notebook so that I could very consciously and intentionally like make sure I turn the page, put the pen on the page where I was going to write next. Cause I could turn it upside down or not and made sure that yeah. I was like trying to leave big spaces in between the lines. And I can totally read it. Was it so it. dark like, that
0: your eyes never adjusted?
1: Your eyes just get to the point where you just don't, you can't even see anything, like not even in front of you, like
0: nothing. Got it. It's so dark. Okay. Wow. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It's just pitch black. There's no light at all. Although the first few days, there were a couple cracks of light. Once I had to, I had to climb up these stairs to get to the toilet. And it wasn't like automatic flush. It was like a pump flush with your foot, which is really weird, but (laughs) I did it. (laughs) But But when I'd climb up there, when I'd be standing on the toilet, Like before I sat down, you could see light and I was, I had to tell the guy and he had to give me tape and I tried to like tape it up (laughs) because it was really distracting to have that one little pinpoint of light because it was daytime. Uh, time was the biggest issue. That whole time in there, you just never know what time it is. You know, and you're just constantly
0: yeah,
1: um, is it day or night? Has it been ten hours yet for my food? Or you know, you have no clue. And that's really wow. disturbing on for a human because yeah. he really like time. You um, do. And Emberly really t- teaches me a lot that it's timeless in the all that is. Like you don't mm. worry about days or nights or weeks. It's all the same It all. Is yeah. The present moment. Yeah. But anyway, on about day five, I finally got a download from her. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but she was, and she gave me this beautiful quote. I'll probably just read it because yeah, I remember it, but it, it's better if I say her words. Um, she basically, I was telling her you know, what about remember all that, or what about return to all that is? And let's see if I can find it. It's just a quote yeah, sure. at the beginning of the book. and She says, dear one, you may not fully remember your greatness or identity right now. It may seem like an ember that has left the fire and appears lifeless or dead, but with a little intention and focus, the flame within you can come back to life and recognize the eternal now of all that is when it does, you will have no doubt who you are, why you are, where you are dealing with the circumstances you are experiencing and where you are going. And then this is the part where she starts to tell me the title. Actually, I don't know if I put that here, but I'll explain it. (laughs) You are now, have always been, and always will be an integral, intricate part of all that, all that is one cannot not be part of the wholeness of all that is and then she said it there's no returning to all that is
0: Mm.
1: because you're always you've always been and always will be part of it so name the book remember all that is and highlight the ember (laughs) and then she went on to explain not only is her name emberly and we we named her ember because literally because and ember stays alive when it's separated from the fire and all it takes is a little intention to bring it back to life. And it was just <laughs> one of those moments where I was like, oh my goodness, of course, <laughs> like, how beautiful is that?
0: Wow. And and then you, knew, and you I, named her that, obviously you named her that when she was like, maybe when she was born or before she was born. Yeah. The day she was born the day after actually. Wow. Yeah. I want to I awesome. want to comment. So first of all, thank you for sharing that cuz that was that was amazing. Um I, I want to comment on how wise she sounds despite how young she was when she passed. Can mm. you share about that especially to the audience member who may think that well, she was a, a child, shouldn't she sound like a child? Can you talk about that? Oh my goodness
1: yes because that was one of my biggest like skeptics moments like over and over and i talk about it in the book a lot i'm like how can this really be you because you were 20 months old and you didn't even talk like you said a few words you know like wow how can this be you because yeah. it sounds like some wise really really advanced soul right yeah. and she was like when you return when you become part of all that is again like you recognize your wholeness like She's like, I've lived, (laughs) I have eons of knowledge and I'm connected to the whole source and all of us are. And I can give you whatever questions you answer or ask, I can give you the answers. And she's like, you are, you are me and I am you. We are one. Just like Jesus said that with heavenly father, you know, or with God, like we are one. And it's not just me and you, it's everyone. And when you can tap Mm. into that and really have that radio frequency, it doesn't matter if you were too days old or if you're 200 years old on earth, you have that knowledge within you and you can tap into it. So wow. while I was skeptic, I was like,
0: that makes sense. That made sense <laughs> to my soul. Yeah. <laughs> so do you still channel her? Okay.
1: So that was an interesting thing too. After we had finished writing the book, it literally felt like I, I felt a release almost like she went somewhere else she's like my duty is done oh. i'll come back when you need me here and there but yeah i know you don't need me as much now and our work is done you now i will i will direct you and guide you to different podcasts or different influencers or marketing whatever to get the word out there um yeah because i know this book has The intention of expanding collective consciousness, and then it will get to the people that needs to uh, that are ready for it. Yeah. That being said, it was very very difficult for me to publish it. Um. While I can talk to her at any time, I usually haven't. Um. I don't know why. I just haven't really needed it as much. I guess. (laughs) Yeah. And it took me two years. Two years after we after we wrote it, to finally feel safe enough. To share it. I think it was very difficult because most of the people in my circle are still very much in my old faith. And mm. I live very in a very small, conservative Bible belt community in Ohio <laughs> where there's very few people that um, are not fully Christian and believe exactly like I used to. Mm. So, it was extremely scary and almost life-threatening to me like that's how my felt I felt like
0: <laughs> sure <laughs> um, sure
1: but I did I did keep sharing the story and I knew I was supposed to speak my truth because of the whole throat thing <laughs> so I shared conversations I think I put them like hashtag um, lessons from MB on Facebook and I shared them for over a year and a half and all these people kept saying, <gasps> Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Like what wisdom is coming from Emberly? Like, it's crazy. I can't wait to read this, you know? And they get excited every time I post. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want you reading my book. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, lot of ones, a lot of the parts, like a lot of the book is me deconstructing Christianity and my entire belief system. Like we talk uh, about parenting, politics, life after death, like, all the things about religion and God and all the things that I was raised with this patriarchal um, belief system. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So a lot of it is very contradictory for a lot of people or a lot of controversy, I guess. Um, Sure. And so that was terrifying, very terrifying to share. Sure. And I have received a lot of negative criticism and feedback since I have published. We published it last month on her birthday um, but I've also heard back from a lot of people that are just like, "Wow, wow, thank you." You know,
0: yeah. So I yeah. hold on
1: to those and try <laughs> really hard to not yeah. pay attention to the haters. But I, I can be very honest and say that it's had me feeling doubt. It's had me feeling like, "Shoot, should I have not shared this? Like, what if it's not true? What if I really am delusional and need medication and need therapy, like they mm. all say?" <laughs> and oh. uh, all I can say is. I cannot um, in good faith say 100% that I know for sure this is Emberly. I know 100% that everything she says is the truth and the only truth. There's no way I will ever want to persuade anyone to believe something unless they feel called to it, unless it feels right for them. Because that's one lesson that she taught me that is really powerful is that everyone's truth is right for them in that moment. And everyone's truth matters. And without all the different truths, different aspects and perspectives, we would not have all that is.
0: Mm-hmm. Every single mm-hmm. one of them yeah,
1: encompasses all that is. So to judge theirs as wrong or mine as right is not what we do at a soul level. We're yeah. all just on different frequencies or different steps on the mountain. And however we get there is how we get there. So that's been a really cool experience.
0: I love it. Um, what are some other... Pretty profound aha moments that she has shared in, well, through the, her channeling, through through your channeling of her.
1: One of the biggest, most um, life-changing lessons that she's taught me multiple times in the book is that we can create pearls from our pain and that pain is for mm-hmm. our gain, that we create mm-hmm. trials and Hardships and challenges, and search search, situations that as humans we might hate and judge as wrong or bad, or I don't want to go through that, so we numb and escape and hide from it. But as souls, our souls like get a kick out of pain. They're like, Yeah, the best part of the movie. (laughs) I'm advancing. Yeah, to explain (laughs) it like so, as humans, like a lot of us really like haunted houses or really scary movies, right? Horror films. Oh, sure. And we'll sign up to go. Like, I, for the first time, brought all my kids to a haunted house like two years ago. And we stayed in line for like an hour to be able to go in this like 15 minute experience. And (laughs) all these people were like dressed up and so excited, couldn't wait to go in. You know, they're paying to be scared. Yeah. And she's like, on a soul level, that's kind of how we are. Because when we are connected with all that is like in our wholeness, we don't experience the lows that we have here on on earth we come here so that we can have that experience so that we can have the whole ride of the roller coaster of ups and downs and in-betweens yeah. and every time we have a low 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 that just means that the higher is going to the higher part is going to be that much more ex- exciting and and fun for us yeah so that was like a really cool lesson that i'm still trying to integrate <laughs> <on the days laughs> when I'm like, sure
0: sure yeah
1: i don't want to grieve <laughs> anymore i don't want to feel this pain i'm suffering she's like "Lean into the suffering like enjoy the suffering like your your soul's getting a kick from it very sadistic <laughs> yeah i even said something like that in the book i was like that just seems really backwards <laughs> you know, like, super weird to me as a, as a human yeah. going through these experiences because you know a lot of yeah. us don't want to don't want to claim the fact or the idea, maybe that we chose our challenges. Like sure. the idea that we chose for her to die when she was really little at a soul level, might have sound sounded really great before I came here. But on a human level, <laughs> oh my goodness, no way! You know, yeah. like, can I change yeah. the plan? Please, like I'm not, I can't do yeah. this. <laughs> so it seems kind of like a bizarre concept. But at the same time, for me, it's the only one that makes any sense anymore to really understand the suffering and the hardship that goes on in the world. Um, All Mm -hmm. the bad things that happen. Like, I'm always like the kind of person that wants to look on the bright side and find the positive to things. But I've also noticed that with this new philosophy, it's, oh, the bright side is that there's a bad side and that we're here to learn all of it
0: (laughs) to be
1: okay with the contrast. And, you know, I said, I'm an artist and I've been learning more and more about how important all the contrasting colors are. Like I've been painting this, this beautiful painting of a girl with a dress and I was just painting her dress yesterday. I was trying to get it to look white. And... They say in order for something to come out really, really white, you have to put darkness behind it. You have to make shadows here and here and here, and you got to put different shades of gray in order to make the white pop. Because if the whole thing was just white, it wouldn't stand out and it wouldn't look real.
0: Mm, mm -hmm.
1: And that's how we are as humans. We need all the contrast, all the shades of gray in between. It's not just black and white, this duality thinking that we've been raised, most of us have been raised with.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: all the things in between, and when we can accept our good parts and all the things that we love about ourselves and the parts that we judge of ourselves as like wrong, bad, evil, not good enough, if we can lean into that part and say, oh, my soul really wanted to feel rejection. I really wanted to feel fear today. Like, I'm grateful for fear. (laughs) lean into those weird feelings that we would normally label as bad and instead say, Yeah, how is this happening for me? That's what Emberly tells me to ask all the time. Instead of instead of why is this happening to me? Yeah. How is this happening for me? Then your whole perspective changes and you can be grateful even in the hardest of times. And you can feel deep peace even when yeah. you're going through your worst nightmare.
0: Yeah. I have a a new saying that I I mean I'm sure I, I'm not the one who came up with with it but I haven't heard it before that it's it's protection not rejection. Um so if mm. something doesn't happen for you there's a reason for it. Um yeah, so even enough. though we may think why is this happening to me but like you said it's happening for me. So I I really really like that. I saw your, I, I've been watching your painting uh, cause I follow you on social media and I love it. Oh my gosh. I love it with the, uh, the trees around the, the, the female in the white dress. Oh, it's so, so pretty. And there's texture to it. I really, really, really love it. Um, so, you know, I can't wait to see the, the final product when that's done. Um, Me but too. I do want to share before we go much further, um, where can people find you?
1: Uh, I would direct everyone to my website. It's called embersglowstudio.com. And oh, there you can find all my art, but also my courses and my book, both my books. And I have a free guide that people can download on how to connect with your loved ones who have passed and mm-hmm. also about resin art and <laughs> all sorts of stuff there. <laughs> and obviously that was named after after Emberly as well um, before Aww. I even started the book. So she has really wow. directed me in ways that I never, I never took an art class or thought I was an artist in any way, shape or form. And then she brought the art out in me too, you know, wow. she just directed me yeah. Ways, oh. better. Yeah.
0: That's wonderful. Really- um, okay. So, um, uh, I, uh, before we wrap up here, I did want to ask for the viewer, um, who is watching this and they have a loved one who's passed, animal or human, I'm going to just put it out there, and they want to learn to connect with their loved one. Do you have uh, any sort of advice to get them started?
1: Yes. Um, First, get that download, that free guide I just told you about that has all all the things. (laughs) Perfect. Um, just start tuning in to yourself first pay attention to your frequency this is a this was a really cool lesson I learned right after she died I really really wanted to see her <laughs> or a sign I wanted a sign any kind of sign just tell me you're here you know <laughs> yeah and she started to appear to our family as this black butterfly with these little blue spots on the top mm-hmm. and then when it flipped up underneath there were literally like orange. Spots and it literally was like an ember, like it's insane, like it's actually on our cover. If you can see it. that really close, yes, never seen this kind of butterfly before in my life, and now it's just been a constant, especially in the summertime. Or like she'll just send it in different ways. Yeah. So they find ways that are meaningful to us. And uh, she also loved up pies, which are which are stars. She from the song up above the world so high. She always called them up apais. Up Oh, I love it. And then on her birthday or on the day she was born, she was born in the hospital room 333. And I found out after she died that that number means that you are always guided and have loved ones with you. Like, of course. (laughs) And so, there's always different signs that your specific loved one will, will send to you, whether it's pennies or feathers or hearts or a song on the radio, like something, a phrase that you heard only them say a lot, they're always finding ways to connect somehow. So figure out what would be meaningful to you and then ask them to send that sign and then be receptive. Like the number one thing I would say is to believe. And Mm -hmm. while you might not have evidence and you might not be able to tell everyone else, I saw this, um, you will know in your heart, if you, If you're receptive to it and open to the idea, it's a lot easier to really see it and understand it, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much, Nicole. That's fantastic. And hopefully we'll give uh, people a nice starting point and um, to get to your website so they can download that free guide. So thank you again so much for continuing to share your truth despite the fear, because to me, that Mm -hmm. means true courage. And to be that light for, and that voice for you and Ember, because there's obviously so much um, knowledge out there that is, is like ready and, you know, the spirit world is just ready and willing to share with us. We just have to, we just have to listen. So thank you so much. Yeah.
1: And the other point I would like to make really quickly is that I believe anyone can do this. Like I... I'm special and so are you. Like all of us are special. <laughs> Some of us obviously yeah. have <laughs> deeper abilities or are connected writing is
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Nicole. <laughs> uh oh. Okay, I'm going to stop recording.
1: Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path? Then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast.